very good morning to everyone so welcome back to my podcasting channel delve into the past with sanjukta and yes this is gonna be the very last episode of season 1 where we are discussing about the comic strips their movie adaptation uh, the technique uh, and some other very interesting and unknown stuff and this is a long gap between uh, the season 1 episode 9 and the last episode because we were busy celebrating our national holiday uh, durga puja in kolkata in west bengal in india so i'm sorry for my audience for their uh, uh, for patience to wait such a long time for the very last episode of season 1 uh, so today we are going to talk about this is uh, the part 2 where we are talking about the 50 best film adaptation from a comic books and we actually doing some interesting uh, way we are doing the reverse counting so today we are going to talk about from number 20 to number 1 all time favorite movie uh, movie adaptation from the comic book so number 20 i think we are going to talk about guardians of the galaxy which i have already mentioned my uh, last uh, episode by but i want to start it from here so we can understand the link this movie actually released back 2014 and this is uh, the, the film has been directed by james gunn and it uh, casted chris pat joe saldana van diesel bradley cooper and it was already a triumph of making because in january 2014 we could barely have picked the five mismatched heroes of marvel's guardians of the galaxy out of a lineup by may we knew all their names and even the trash talking raccoon so what a relief that the film turned out to be worth all the hype the best straight up slice of space opera since serenity and the plot may make next to no sense there's some bad guys a prison and a talking tree but that's irrelevant because the special effects are shiny the action speedy and the jokes are sharp uh, and there's an unexpected layer of sweetness to tie it all together number 19 the movie called coast in the shell and it has been released back 1995 directed by mamoru oshi casted atsuko tanaka akio otsuka and limasha kayuma and second only to akira in the anime canon coast in the shell is if anything even more impenetrable and otherworldly in the nearish future a cyborg pop able to hack into any network at will haunt for notorious cyber criminal known only as the puppet master if you can find something to give you a detailed breakdown of the plot from their zone we will hand them a trophy but suffice is to say that the action is breathless the animation beautiful and the concepts complex and dizzying number 18 obviously snow piercer released 2013 directed by bong joon ho casted chris evan song kang ho tilda swinton and jamie bell amazingly 
parasite oscar winning bong john ho's adaptation of french graphic novel la transparence cnh still hasn't received a uk release and it is very astonishing fact and i'd say sadly it isn't likely to because it's a tragedy because this is a quite simply one of the best sci-fi movies of the decade bong turns a faintly ludicrous premise following a sudden global freeze and only humans left alive are the passengers on a single train following an endless circular track into um a rivetingly strange and unpredictable class satire Tilda Swinton is the most memorable as a Thatcher's queen, Yorkshire's psycho with gravestone teeth, but everyone here is superb and the action scenes are phenomenal, I must say. Number 17, the movie called Logan, released 2017, directed by James Mangold and casting Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart. Two things stand out from this gritty bone and crystal feral to the marvelous most reluctant superhero. First, it's unashamedly R-rated in a way that leaves your eyeballs needing a post-movie eyes bath, a glorious bloody sneak at thing, and it's so unrestrained so brutally committed it feels like it's making up for leisure wolverine outing and we see the second with apologies to stephen marchant whose superhero debut is as joyous as it is unexpected is it star hugh jackman's grumpy jaded and often booze shocked old timer is the gunslinging and heart facing his final showdown in a film that takes its cues from westerns he gives the superhero yonder its john wayne the searcher's moment number 16 the movie called persepolis released 2007 and directed by vincent paranoid and marjin satrapi casting uh, kayara masroniani and catherine deneuf and at a time of if we see that when computer aided graphics are reaching unimagined levels of reality persepolis could have felt crude and heavy handed instead is the perfect adaptation of marjin satrapi's graphic novel autobiography these images are unique in their ability to convey the hilarious highs and soul crushing lows of satrapi's early life in tehran and vienna while also giving a memorable and shocking account of the iranian revolution coming of age tales are commonplace in modern cinema but persepolis tells its simple story with a grace and visual intricacy that would be unthinkable in live action entertaining tear jerking and never preachy Number 15 obviously the Avengers released 2012 directed by Joss Whedon and casting Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans Mark Ruffalo Chris Hemsworth Scarlett Johansson Jeremy Renner Tom Hiddleston and so many heavyweight actors talk about a vindication by the time of Avengers directed Joss 
Whedon had been through the grinder of cancelled TV show, mangled script and failed directional attempts, so it was pretty big of Marvel to hand him the rings uh, to the most anticipated comic book movie of all time and it worked because of the dominating the box office, sending fans into a frenzy and cementing Marvel as the king of the multiplex, despite cramming together the leads from a decade's worth of superhero blockbusters. The Avenger is so much more than just a whisk-cracking love in between a bunch of guys in tie. As with much of Vaden's work, it's the sheer generosity that wins out both to the characters and the audience. And this is an overflowing hoodie bag of a film crammed with bar-raising action, set pieces, wonderfully sketched characters and just enough old-school Vaden wit to reward those who'd stuck with him all along. Number 14, Batman Returns, released 1992, directed by Tim Burton, casting Michael Caton, Danny DeViotte, and Michael, and obviously Mitchell Pfeiffer. Despite Tim Burton's decline, we can still look back and marvel at his Batman films. The Twilight Travels of DC's brooding masked uh, crusader seemed to chime perfectly with Barton's gothic off-kilter visual sensibility and with a near-perfect pair of films he managed to mesh together the reaping yearn of a tortured playboy with a slyly adult take on stock comic book crime-finding adventures. about this particular movie, Edgar Wright says that when Tim Burton's Batman came out, he don't think that he'd ever be so excited about a film. And he had the t-shirt and although he thinks it still got a lot of the great thing in it and it had dated now and so has Batman Returns. The things that were good then are still good. The Burton's eye and that amazing production design. But the problem is that Burton is just more interested in the villains than the heroes which is a problem that comes up in a lot of superhero films. Number 13, the movie called American Splendor, released 2003, directed by Shari Berman and Roger Pulsini, casting Paul Giamatti, Bob Davis, and Judah uh, Friedlander. Nobody runs the gamut from bitter disgruntlement to teeth grinding rage against the universe like Paul Grimati, at least not since the passing of Harvey Peaker whose long-running comic book American Splendor minded a mighty black vein of mundane alienation. As played by Giamatti, Peaker is uh, equal parts a rotten bastard, self-pitching child and misunderstood genius. It's an uncompromising portrayal, weaving the contents and creation of Peaker's semi-fiction into a blend of real life and real art. The reward for the audience is in the life-affirming inside that comes from sticking with its articulate malcontent right to the not-so-bitter end. 
Number two, obviously, the movie called Thor, Rangarok, 2017, the release date and directed by Taika Waititi, casting Chris Homesworth, Tom Hiddleston, Mark Ruffalo, Chief Cold uh, Blum, and obviously, the Cat Blanchett. Beautiful. It took two solo films and a pair of Avengers flicks, but somebody finally figured out that maybe, just maybe, the intergalactic god of thunder who rides around on a rainbow bridge and fights giants um, while swelling ill might work better as an action comedy. Luckily, the person was Tayaka Waititi, the Kiwi. Maverick fully harshness the comedic potential of big Chris Holmesworth and snidey Tom Hiddleston and send them on a flash garden escape adventure to the far reaches of the galaxy, letting them crack wish for two straight hours. The film's full embrace of Jack Kirby's psychedelic landscapes provides ample eye candy, while noted scenery shores Kate Blanchett and Jeff Goldbaum feast on the manic fringes. Thus, Rangarok sneak in a lead zeppelin needle drop to go with the 70s van art aesthetic? This is the question. Yes, definitely. Twice, it's immigrant songs both times as it should be. Number 11, A History of Violence, released 2005, directed by David Cronenberg, casting Vigo Mortensen, Maria Bello, William Hart, Ed Harris. It's ironic that the film in David Cronenberg's Oyuver that feels least like it was adapted from a graphic novel is the one that was shivered the fly and the existence all could have been ripped straight out of a speculative sci-fi page turner rather than this moldering drama about a regular small town joe who turns out to be well anything but a regular small town joe not falling into the trap of attempting to merely replicate 2000 ce lynchin pin john waker's graphic novel on the screen and cronenberg brings his quarry corporal concern regarding our inability to read or truly understand people to a tightly wound drama of family dysfunction and the resurfacing of personal demons. Number 10, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, released 2008, directed by obviously Guillermo del Toro, casting Ron Perlman and Shelma Blair. Building up in the stylish, supremely strange world he conjured up for the first Hellboy, Guillermo del Toro led Reap with his sequel, ramping up the scope and bombast without allowing the intimacy and pathos of Big Red's thorny metaphysical predicament to fall by the wayside. It's the baddies that make this second installation so stunning nudging the film from great to something close to comic book alchemy luke goes is perfect as the uh, vengeful elvish prince who not only attempt to raise the world from the ravages of men but also begs some searching questions as to hellboy's chosen place in the 
world number 9 one of my most favorite uh, movies i think the dark knight released 2008 directed by christopher nolan casting christian bale michael kane and heath ledger building on the excellent batman begins nolan constructed a wonderfully layered film that worked as a thunderous action movie a mystery worthy of the world's greatest detective and a comment on the war of on terror and heath ledger's i think startling performance gives proceedings more edge and bite than a hundred rolls as google from the initial bank haste to the kept crusaders headlong burn into third act redemption the dark knight brings home and beacon and fries it in the pan i think number 8 the movie called ghost world released 2001 directed by terry zwickoff casting thora birch scarlett johansson and steve buscemi a masterful brew that manages to be at once melancholy socially relevant and painfully fun directed terry zwickoff's first foray into fiction filmmaking resulted in this cult comic book classic based around the acerbic doodles of hip uh, chicagoan malcontent daniel claus its leaks about fox alternative movies like juno perfectly cast Thora Birch rocks an iconic bob as Enid, whose summer holiday art classes from the backdrop for a story about a crucial character-building period of her life that also allows her to reassess her relationship with level-headed best pal Rebecca, who actually acted by Scarlett Johansson. Number seven, uh, the movie called Old Boy, released 2003, directed by. Park Shen Wook casting Choi Min Sik, Yu Ji Tia, and Kang He Jung. Very few people, very very few people know that Park Ching Wook's old boy was inspired by a manga by Karen Suchia. though by all accounts the adaptation is very loose both involve a man locked away for 15 years for no reason he can understand before being unleashed to wreak havoc on his captors the film version has become famous for two things an extraordinary single shot side view battle scene in which our hero batters a corridor full of thugs with a hammer and his fist and the scene where he bites a chunk out of a live octopus number 6 the movie spiderman 2 released 2004 directed by sham raimi casting toby meeker christina tans and james franco alfred molina Sam Raimi's Spider-Man series is one of the most unabashedly enjoyable comic book franchises ever to grace our multiplex screens. The first film was a little rough around the edges, but passed it over the cracks with its um, abundance of heart. I think the second hit the ball out of the park over the freeway across the state lines and deep deep into the ocean obviously. 
Number 5 the movie called Black Panther one of my most favorites released in 2018 directed by Ryan Coogler casting Chadwick Boseman Michael B Jordan Lupita Nyong'o Letitia Wright Danai Gurira and Daniel Kaluuya As we all know that now one of the highest grossing films of all time Black Panther is not just an important movie it's also a great movie with an almost entirely black cast a black director and a black writer the film is a thrilling exploration of afro futurism cultural oppression and revolution its story is magnificent to providing it to be one of the marvel cinematic universe best standalone outing and the acting feels electric with the performances by bozman jordan and right really standing out it's that rare breed of superhero movie that's worthy of repeated viewing and while the untimely passing of the star chadwick boseman is sure to loom large over the skin spirit will carry over wakanda forever what we see number 4 movie called scott pilgrim versus the world and released 2010 directed by edgar wright casting mikhail kira and obviously mary elizabeth winstead it could have been awful a snarky post modern hipster stuffed with nostalgic callbacks to nintendo games and indie rock following a lovely i think hapless skinny jinendo hero as he meets and woos his manic pixie dream girl of course with edgar wright at the helm this was never really a possibility the script is a delight and michael kera and mary elizabeth winstead are a wonderfully unpredictable on off central couple but it's a right's direction that makes the movie fly balancing comedy sweetness and manic video game action to intoxicating effect number 3 spider-man into the spider-verse 2018 directed by bob parshichetti peter ramsey rodney rothman casting shami ke mood uh, mahashala ali jack johnson and nicolas cage 10 years after iron man and the dark knight transformed blockbuster in vastly different way the genre was getting stale the last thing we needed was another speedy adventure or so we thought four years and a best animation oscar later into the spider verse remains a dazzler a groundbreaking leap forward in animation that combines kinetic visuals with the heartfelt story that leans full bore into lunatic comic book logic these day both the mcu and the dceu are all about parallel dimensions into the spider verse led the way ripping the fabric of space and the time wide open and rejoicing in the weirdness that came gushing out good luck topping the spectacular spider ham number 2 akira releasing 1988 directed by katsuro otoman directing mitsuo lata nozomo sasaki and mami koyama 
for most of us in the west uh, this was our first mind expanding peek into the world of anime and it took our breath away akira opens with a nuclear explosion and only gets wilder throwing in gang warfare and organ harvesting mysticism and military malfeasance Kriong Genesis and Barshark, grotesque Cronenbergian body horror, a singularly strange, compelling experience. And obviously, number one is Superman, second, 1980, directed by Richard Donner and Richard Lester, casting Jane Hackman, Christopher Reeve, and Margaret Keeter. As we all know, the production history of the first Superman film is an epic in itself, with its own heroes, villains and struggles for dominance. Even the list of rejects and almost rants in astounding Robert Redford, Sly Stallon, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bart Reynolds and Neil Diamond Superman as Superman, Dustin Hoffman, Christopher Walker, James Cannon, Paul Newman as Lex Luthor, Spielberg, Coppola, Frederick and Lucas in the director's chair. But it's hardly surprising they said no. When Richard Don signed on in 1976 and the script were 400 pages long and so camped, it contained a cameo appearance from Daily Shaver in character as Kojak. Donor changed all that. Superman was the first movie to even attempt to capture the true spirit of a comic book, tipping the audience a sly wink but treating the subject with seriousness, soul, and absolute sincerity. But even though Superman was a huge success, Donor's trouble were far from over. With about 75% of Superman 2 shot, arguments over ton led to the directors being released from the project and Richard Lester brought it to finish it off. Lester junked much of Donut's material, added the Eiffel Tower opening and reworked the movie to give it a breezier feel. But the Jane Hackman refusing to work with Lester, Marlon Brando demanding extra money, and Margaret Kidder shedding weight. The film, as released, was a patchwork guided by two very different versions, and yet it remains a fantastic piece of work, superior to the original in almost every way. And Tyrion Stamps, General Zod, remained the gold standard of super villainy. While Clark and Lucy's countership is genuinely affecting, it's impossible to imagine the modern superhero movie without Superman and his sequel, the costumes, the characterization, and the perfect balance of irony, fantasy, and realism. It all starts here, and while FX technology may have moved on, taste may have broadened, and iconography may have been irrecoverably altered this simply no substitute for Christopher Reeve in a key leaping tall building with a single bound look up their sky so this is uh, the very long uh, 50 all time uh, favorite movie adaptation from the comic book and this is the part 2 and obviously this is the very last episode of season 1 
i hope everyone uh, will definitely enjoy this part 2 and the last episode of uh, my very first season the next season we are going to talk about the very different thing and it's all about the history of buddhism symbolic history of buddhism we are going to talk about and i hope everyone will definitely enjoy that so if you like my um, podcasting channel delve into the past recent jukta please listen and uh, subscribe and like this channel i hope everyone enjoy uh, each and every episode thank you so much